I'm Junie Felix, and this is the Quest for Joy podcast. Thank you so much for making some time today to listen, and I'm really looking forward to journeying just a little bit with you, and I hope that we can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every day. If you are from the USA or you were born here, raised here, or spent a good chunk of time here, then you will not be surprised, I'm sure, to know that it's, quote, commitment week at my gym and across the nation at fitness clubs and health clubs. This morning at my fitness club, they laid out all these fun signs that you could take pictures with and lots of encouraging things on the table there for all the new members. January is a big month for fitness clubs and gyms and diet apps here in the beautiful U.S. of A. And it's 2020. I can hardly believe it. I mean, wow, 2019 was so fast for me. What about you? Uh, You ready for the new year? I hope so. Are you someone who likes to make New Year's resolutions? I did that for the longest time. Oh, ever since I was a kid. And it's not because my parents taught me because I didn't really have parents. I mean, everybody has parents, but it's a long story. But I think I learned about New Year's resolutions from some sitcom in the 80s or something I heard on the radio. But I remember thinking, that is an awesome idea. And I'm going to do it every year for the rest of my life. I'm going to set a New Year's resolution so I can win this thing called life. Yeah, I was a weird 10-year-old. So that's what I did. I'd make a resolution list, just five or 10 things that I really wanted to change. And I'm really determined. So I think on average, out of my list of five or 10 things, I would achieve, I'd actually achieve one or two of them. And then the leftover ones would just... I guess, roll over like those old school cell phone plans. I think the late 90s. Remember the rollover minutes? So I had rollover resolutions and I was a weird teenager too. But yeah, I'd fall flat on my butt so many times. So many of my resolutions were just gone by March. And I used to be so hard on myself for it. And maybe you know what this is like, you know, that old blame, shame, self-condemnation game that we all play with ourselves when we're trying our best to reach these goals and it's just not working. And I'm wondering about you today. Are you making any resolutions? If the answer is no, then I say, okay, good for you. You do you. If you say yes, then I say, good for you too. It's great to have that kind of mindset, set those goals and go for it. But let's talk. One of the reasons I stopped making resolutions and playing the shame, blame, condemnation game is because some years ago, I began to study the science of human behavior, starting out with persuasive technology and then moving into behavior design. And I'm so thankful to God for this amazing science that comes out of the Stanford Behavior Design Lab. And truly, I think the founder, Dr. B.J. Fogg, my behavior design mentor, should one day get a Nobel Prize because he's a systems guy who discovered that there is a formula for human behavior and it's not random and it's not unpredictable. It's systematic. And once you know, knowing and mastering the system for human behavior is a game changer. It's like having a superpower. So no more resolutions, because if you want to succeed in doing what you already want to do for good, you can do it, but only one tiny step at a time. I remember on my radio store, WMBI, here in Chicagoland, we did a pretty regular call-in session, usually around 
January resolution time, at least once a quarter, I think, we would open up the phone lines, live call and radio, and we would let our listeners, we call them the boom crew here in Chicagoland, and the, the theme would be call in and help Junie beat her sugar addiction. And I always called it an addiction because that's one of those goals that just got rolled over and over into the next year. Followed me all the way here to Chicagoland for the morning show. And it was always on that list, that stinking sugar habit. And our listeners are the absolute best. So loving and so caring. And so they would always call in and share such wonderful ideas about how they beat their sugar habits or how they'd heard about someone else who did this thing. And it, it worked for a while. And over time, I had hundreds of great ideas, which came in really handy when I started learning and seeing that I could plug in these ideas into the formula for human behavior. And I finally had a place for all those ideas. I plugged them into the formula. And I'm happy to tell you that when I did that, I beat that sugar thing in less than 90 days. And that really meant a lot because just like you, the habits that you and I want to get rid of, there's always a story behind them. It's our emotions that create our habits. And so there's an origin story. I mean, I wasn't born addicted to sugar, or maybe I was. Anyway, diabetes has taken down two members of my family that I know of. My mother and my grandmother on my father's side passed away recently. Complications related to diabetes. And so my resolution every year to kick the addiction was based on that deep, origin story, the fact that I could see up close and personal where that sugar was taking me, and that is not a pretty road. But what about you? Have you ever slowed down long enough to figure out the root of that bad habit that you hate and then resolve every year to beat? And if you haven't, I hope and pray that this will be the day. This will be your day because it's always smart to make time for self-care. Self-care is never selfish when you do it right. I'm going to do an episode about that very soon. Self-care is not selfish. And maybe if you're in the practice of making time to make those resolutions or even getting together with a small group or some friends to choose a word of the year, as so many of us love to do in the community of faith, maybe use that same time to ask God to say a prayer prayer to ask him to show you the root of that bad habit that you keep trying to beat, but it seems to always beat you. One of my favorite scriptures about this is in the book of Proverbs, and there's so many scriptures about this, but this is one of my favorites in the Old Testament. It says, commit your work to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Or in other words, put God in charge of your work and what you've planned will take place. You see, God is systematic. And when you follow the system, yeah, God's a systems guy. When you follow the system, the divine plan, and he has a good plan for you, you and I can finally stop playing the blame, shame, and condemnation game, and we can succeed one tiny step at a time because it's how we are designed to succeed. Now, if you're making a New Year's resolution, I encourage you to take the first step toward success and just get a blank piece of paper. I'll give you a little bit of a, uh, a freebie here. Take a blank piece of paper and draw a cloud in the middle and write down one very specific, concrete objective, aspiration to focus on. The most important concrete objective you can think of, make it specific or crispy, as we like to say on the teaching team. And then write one thing down that you like to do that will help you to take a tiny step toward that objective. Make it simple, make it tiny and fun, and then do it and always celebrate. Like if you want to start walking this year, for example, to get stronger or become less sedentary, your tiny step 
will be to, I don't know, walk to the end of the driveway and back every morning before getting into your car for work. Or maybe just walk up your stairs in your home and back down again an extra time every morning and think about how that's going to accumulate. But keep it simple. Keep it tiny. As we say in behavior design, simplicity does change behavior, and that's what's going to help you to stick with this thing. And I'm just going to make an invitation here. If you'd like to talk with me about building out your strategy, because strategy works, goals don't, be sure to stop by my website, juniefelix.com, and get on my calendar. I'd love to give you a call. I'd be honored to serve you and share in your journey in the quest for joy. Always remember, the quest for joy is only completed one tiny but resolute step after the next. My prayer for you today and every day is that you will be brave, be wise, be faithful, be mindful, be present, and be kind to yourself and others because you are so loved. Thank you so much for the encouraging feedback on the Facebook Quest for Joy page. And be sure to subscribe in iTunes and leave me a review. It's so super helpful for spreading the word about this podcast. And I sure do appreciate you. And also be sure to stop by my website, juniefelix.com. Go ahead and pick a day and time on the calendar that will work for you. I'd be honored to serve you, share in your journey, say a little prayer, and maybe join in your journey in some fresh new ways in 2020. That's juniefelix.com. In the meantime, have a wonder-filled brand new day and be blessed.